0: And hello from Sydney. My name is Grant Case, the Director of Sales Engineering for ANZ here at Data IQ. And welcome back to the Proof of Concept podcast, uh, where we, the tech show where we talk about and explore real-life use cases from the field and discuss some of the hot questions around this whole concept of data science and AI. And shout out to one of our friends, Matt Turk from First Smart Capital, who just came out with his new analyst report that basically he's calling it mad. So Machine Learning, AI, and Data Index and Landscape. Uh, If you haven't had a chance yet, go out and read it. We'll put a link down here below. Uh, It's fantastic. Uh, He's done it the last couple of years. It's great. So, uh, as always, with me is my co-host, Alex Hubert, up in Singapore. Hello, Alex.
1: Hey, guys. Nice to meet you again. Uh... And welcome to our uh, inaugural
0: guest on the Proof of Concept podcast, Dr. Treveni Gandhi, uh, one of our colleagues from Dataiku out of New York City. So welcome Treveni to the podcast.
2: Oh my gosh, thank you so much Grant and Alex. Uh, This is really exciting to be here and to be the first guest is great. We,
1: we are such so an excited. honor. We are, we are <laughs> so excited to have you. Honestly, so, I, I know it's going to be a great conversation because you're here. Ah. So
0: the reason we bring Treveni, uh in today with us is something we've we talked about in our last podcast around why sh- we should be focusing in on our machine learning models. Now we want to talk, how do we do that? Because one of the concepts, and we started to go over in the last podcast, is really this concept of uh, explainability and understanding, ensuring fairness uh, with our machine learning. And that's what we kind of bring Trevaney on today. So Trevani, can you kind of give us a little background? This has been a real place of experience where you've been doing a lot of work
2: yeah so uh i guess for for my own background i am a senior data scientist and sort of responsible ai uh, sme here at dataiku and it's been it's been really interesting to see this field develop over the past few years especially starting with uh the questions that were coming out around well is your model interpretable to then is your model explainable to is your model even fair uh, and mm-hmm. all of these different questions that have been emerging in this space as of late. It's, it's been really, really interesting.
0: And I think uh, it, for all of us, anytime uh, anybody wants to talk about this, it's definitely senior leadership, uh, C-level. It's definitely a hot topic, especially out here in APAC. So let's kind of get into it. And the first kind of beat we have here is what is the cool stuff we can do around with this technology and terms of explainable ai so i'll leave it to our guest uh, treveni can you kind of talk a little bit about what's cool about this and what we can do with it
1: and and actually when we were preparing it grant i was i was talking with treveni to try to look at it from the other way around for once because explainable ai is such an interesting topic and can be pretty controversial if you don't do it well that for once i would be really interesting to hear what's not cool about stuff, ah. you know, that are AI related and that you cannot really explain. What are the, the common the common flows? And, and I don't know. Like recently, there's you had a ton of bad publicity, obviously. <laughs> uh, and and um and uh, yeah, I would I would love to hear Triveni on on that on that front. All sure. Right. Yeah,
2: I can I can talk about terrible terrible examples <laughs> of all day. We could have a whole twenty minutes just on that. But I will I will limit myself. So I think. The main thing is, we see a lot of bias and problems with our models that, uh, once they're actually put out into the world, really have the un- unintended impact or um, an impact that can't actually be accounted for, and that's where we see this problem with explainable AI, um, or or lack thereof, if you if you will. Uh, so, if we think about some like really big big picture examples or famous examples, the Apple Card debacle comes to mind, where um, a, and it's only really surfaced because a, a, an engineer, a very famous engineer, uh, posted about it on Twitter. And so then it blew up, right? But otherwise, <laughs> the average person might not have been able to actually get any traction on this. Yeah, no. uh, but what happened was that this engineer and his wife both applied for the Apple card. They have, you know, they share an income, but they both work. They both have a similar education. In fact, his wife earns more than him. Uh, and she was given a lower credit line or credit limit than he was. And it was pretty, it was pretty hmm. weird. Like, why why is she getting a lower credit limit, even though everything else is very similar? And in fact, she earns more. So they hmm. called Apple or they called, you know, support. And they said, well, why is this? And the person on the line just said, I, I don't know. That's just what the model said.
1: Like.
0: It's just the model, Trevini. Yes, yeah, I, it's, I it's, cool it. it's just the model. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: the, the,
2: the the computer said it, so it's true. So why are you asking me? Um, and this was actually a big deal, right? Like if you are going to make a if you're going to make decisions that impact real people on the ground, and you can't tell them why you made that decision, then what's the point, right? Then you're just you're just saying like let's just turn everything over to an algorithm and turn our brains off and now we don't have to worry about it. That's not, that's not how this works. There's always got to be a human in the loop. So that's probably the biggest example of things being very like, very problematic. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are numerous examples from any industry
0: where I you think see Amazon stuff. comes to mind. I think we've even talked a little bit about this podcast on this podcast, the, the hiring, um, the resume algorithm. Yeah. Yep, that was it. Yeah. Uh, Interesting, yeah. but like you said, there's so many different examples out there of this, uh, and it and it's funny we talk about it like this, but it's just as if, oh my gosh, why this continues to happen? Why does it continue to happen? Uh, and, 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 let's,
1: and, and and it's it's very likely that it's gonna keep going for for a while because okay, now we we start to talk about the topic, we start to be uh, mindful of of the topic, but. You still don't have, um, the full awareness and attention on the analytics part of, um, of the journey, really. When you, when you, when you build a model, you still don't do it always for the good reason. You do it because you might be afraid of bad press. You might be afraid of the regulator, obviously, but you don't necessarily do it at hurt with the customer in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's to me the biggest the biggest problematic things when it comes to explainable AI and and, and how it's being treated right now in, in different organizations that we talk to. Yeah. And yeah, I think and that I, just I, could, yeah, go ahead, Trivi.
2: I was gonna say I think that's I think that's very true. People are doing it more because there's a a stick that they're afraid of versus the carrot of let's be good yeah. to our customers. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, if the result is still okay, we're doing something that's ultimately not going to harm people because we're afraid of getting in trouble. I'm okay with that. At least we're doing something about it.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, uh, yeah.
0: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So. But again, I think that becomes kind of how, and this we'll talk about a little bit later in my predictions, but I think it can be a differentiator. You know, how mm-hmm. are you, you know, oh, how do you definitely it? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. So this is a really hot topic. And I think for, especially for the C suite, and as you, Alex said, this is you know bad press all over the map. It's just something that people don't want to get up. They don't. They know it's something they should be thinking about. So, how do we explain it? You know, we talk about Eli Five, my CEO. So, explain it to Eli like Five, my CEO, when it comes to uh, this space right now. Jermaine, yeah. So
2: the. I mean, the concept broadly of explainable versus interpretable AI is is pretty interesting. So you've got explainable AI is letting us, helping us understand why a model made a prediction for a single individual or a single point in our data versus interpretable machine learning or interpretable AI is about understanding what inputs mattered the most in building out the whole model, right? So Mm -hmm. what was important for the big picture is interpretable, what's important for a single record is explainable. Um, and so that's sort of the overview at, at the five, yeah. five-year-old level for what is yeah. what is explainable AI. But why you should care about it is actually also sometimes something that has to be really clarified. And I think mm-hmm. we've talked about bad press. We've talked about, um, you know, effects on the customer, effects on the business. But it's, it's interesting because... You no longer need to explain the why as much to the C suite. They're pretty aware. They're following the news, yeah, but yeah. now they need to know. Okay, how?
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a very 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 good point. Uh, and you take some you take some uh, some very very nasty example like what's happening in in social media, for instance. Ultimately, the how isn't exactly easy to put in place, and you still have big social media company that end up paying uh tons of money to third parties organization or just having their own teams to just monitor manually review content that has obviously devastating impact on the people that have to be exposed to this kind of stuff. Just because once again, uh, from a pure explainability perspective, there are those gray area cases where you cannot Explain it properly. You cannot interpret it properly, and you still need a human in the loop. And ultimately, a human cannot catch everything. Mm-hmm. And the how is still is still uh, the 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 big the big uh, question mark in this mm-hmm. in this equation.
0: I, I agree. And what do you think? Uh, hit us up here. Uh, we'd love to see your comments on LinkedIn. Here also, we'd love to hear you on YouTube. Please subscribe. To us, uh, but we're very, very interested. You know, how is explainable AI? How is interpretable AI impacting you as an organization? What do you see? And I guess that's actually a good segue into one of the things that we talk about, especially in this compare and contrast. Because Treveni, I think one of the keys right now, if you even talk to the C-suite and anybody uh, in the organization, we're having a difficult enough time how to explain. Yeah, uh, you know. You know do I use R squared? Do I use AUC? You know what do you know? I people are getting all of these different metrics thrown at them in terms of should I look at accuracy or precision or recall? Uh, but even like how do they how do we go about this from the explainable side and the interpretable side? So you know kind of compare and contrast how can we how do we differentiate kind of that machine learning and how well the machine learning model is doing versus how well is it doing from an explainable and an interpretable perspective?
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, You know, the good thing about explainable and interpretable is that a number of the methods that you would use for that are actually applied after the model is built. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you don't need to worry about like, after I've selected, like when I select my model, am I selecting it for the most explainable or most interpretable? In fact, it's sort of a post hoc analysis that you're doing. Uh, And not every model can be, interpret it, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you're running something through a neural network, you're not gonna make sense of these like feature vectors and these layers. You're not gonna be able to interpret that. That's the whole point
0: of a a, So that, uh, that Chinese NLP model that had 101 billion parameter inputs, we, we can't figure that one out?
2: <laughs> we can't figure out, we can't interpret it, right? Remember, keep in mind the difference between explainable and interpretable. We can't interpret it at a large level, but yeah, we can use cool. techniques, like Shackley Mm -hmm. and ICE to say, okay, how do I explain an individual record that this model is predicting? And Mm -hmm. that's then where you can get um, a lot of room to explore and experiment and say, okay, when I run this through an explainability model or like Mm -hmm. I explain this record, it's showing me that this person's age is the most important factor in their decision. Is that something that we're okay with or is that – discriminatory or is it that like this is truly something that age is known to be the most important factor here. Mm -hmm. So things like that can
0: help. Okay. So it's kind of that inductive versus deductive reasoning in terms of how do we understand that? Okay. Yeah. 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 So Alex, what, I mean, from the, from an APAC perspective, how do we go about explaining this? Because again, I think we're, you know, we have a number of different cultures here in, uh, in Asia and how they interact with these sorts of techniques, just in general, we have low context versus high context societies here. Uh, what's your kind of perspective on this?
1: I, I mean, it's it's a topic that's picking up um, in the back region. Uh, it's it's definitely, probably, I think, lagging in terms of awareness. Uh, if, you, if you strictly compare it to the amount of attention that you have, for instance, in the US or. or or in, or, or in in Europe, it's picking up countries by countries. For instance, I have a lot of this conversation around explainable AI in uh, India. Interestingly enough, you have a lot of push on the, on the regulation uh, that makes it uh, top of the agenda when they look after um, something that is data science, AI related, uh, can I have something that's going to help me uh, be better at producing explanation and interpretability because otherwise right now, let's, let's be clear the compare and contrast is otherwise I'm going to have a validation team that is going to review manually all of those different criteria, all of those different prediction and try to make sure that uh, we don't do anything controversial or that could uh, get us in trouble with, with the regulator or even the customer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so that's, that's what's that's what's at stake right now. So yeah, India definitely there is a push. Um, Singapore there's obviously a push. I, I would say the countries that are more um, advanced, if I may say, or closer to what you would say to to what you would see in the in the US and and um, and and in Europe are, are are in there. And then for the other countries, it's it's slowly catching up, and, and it's the kind of conversation we also introduce. And we're pleased to see the, the, the type of answers and, and response mm-hmm. that we get from, from our customers. To me, that's, that's the most important. It's not just a topic that just up there in the air and, and people are like, oh, yeah, we're just going to care about that later. They're, they're really happy to get advice as to how to look at the problem, uh, what sort of solution they should design, uh, making sure that, yeah, they stay on top of, of what's happening worldwide. Yeah.
2: And you, you make a good point, Alex, about sort of maturity, Because even in the U.S. and in Europe, it's not like every single company is saying, oh, we need to be doing this. It's really about where you are in your AI maturity scale, right? Uh, Mm. This is not something that off the bat, if you're like, okay, I need to just do a proof of concept.
0: Right. (laughs) Data science. (laughs) If
2: you're trying to do a a proof of concept of how AI works in your company or how AI could work for your company, this is not going to be top of mind. And, you know, I think that's okay. But yeah, as exactly. you start scaling, you're going to realize, okay, there's regulations, exactly. there's things that we're doing. How do we do this? And so that's that sort of maturity index is also important. And
1: it's maturity. often something we say here on the POC anyway. I remember we were saying the exact same stuff for I think Feature Store or this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. If you're not at the stage where you are producing and churning thousands of predictions every day that can have a direct impact on the life of your customer, I'm not saying you shouldn't consider the topic, but I would also understand if it's not top on mind yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I think it's just that, you know, what's the risk and what's the impact, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: so I think,
0: you know, kind of transitioning, and we'd love to hear what you think. You know, what do you think? What are you looking for? What are the sort of tools you think you need to help you with explain why? Please hit us up with a comment. We'd love to hear uh, from you as it relates to this. So, you know, we typically talk about this, how can we save money, uh, save money, make money, or improve the customer experience? I think we all understand. We want to avoid the regulator, right? So <laughs> what can companies do to help differentiate themselves? Uh, can they differentiate themselves with the use of explainable AI? I mean, Trevaney, what's your thoughts on this?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yes, you can. Um, and I think that even being able to show internally, this is how we built our model. These are how certain records are being explained. These are how we checked that things are you know, above board or fitting fitting for a regulator. That in itself, being able to make that more open and um, available to anyone who's going to be interacting with that model from like, a business perspective, that's really powerful, right? That's already a differentiator um, because often when you start showing these like inner workings, so to speak, to people who are business users or domain experts, but maybe not machine learning experts, they can point out and say, that's weird. That shouldn't be the case because Mm -hmm. I know it to be a fact that X, Y, Z. So that already gives you an edge up, right? But then the companies that are even going out of their way and saying, Hey, person, we predicted that you're going to like this dress. um, And here's why, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, me, the old Amazon,
0: you, you looked at this, so you might like this.
2: But but
1: <laughs> and, even then, and, but Amazon's they don't saying do it. you
2: looked at that. Yeah, they're not gonna yeah. really tell you why. Yeah, uh, yeah. They,
0: okay.
1: And and they don't they don't go further enough. Like I, I think as a as a customer and, and as someone who's you know, all of us we experience AI in our day-to-day now, whether you go on Netflix or stuff like that, the 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 thing that's always very frustrating purely from a customer perspective, is that you can feel that an algorithm is feeding you with things, but you also can guess why it's taking that decision, yet that decision is completely wrong. And you have no way to sort of have the, the, the algorithm simply telling you like, oh yeah, like I, I'm, I'm predicting this because of these reasons. And if you start to have a better interaction between uh the User and the machine by just opening up the machine and saying, "Hey, this is how we end up making those prediction." You also open the door to the feedback loop, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, as a user, I can now feedback um, the Netflix algorithm or wh- whichever mm-hmm. algorithm, and 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 all of a sudden, you capture more data data points that will probably help you make better prediction overall. Um, I think it's a massive mistake to just keep it as if or, or try to build a model that is going to comprehend everyone and be the, the perfect model and, and, mm-hmm. and not opening it up because you know that if you open it up and you start to show and people are going to see the flaws, probably they're going to make fun of it. They're going to troll it and stuff. I think it's a massive mistake. The more you open up those prediction to the, to the customer and you allow the customer to feedback some 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 to feedback yeah to, to uh, in regard to the prediction the more you strengthen your relationship with the customer and also you're gonna have better prediction on the on the long run because you have better data yeah and that takes us to
0: our final segment and that is predictions where all of your predictions are going to be correct or your money back uh, for <laughs> your pay you, you paid in this podcast so Trevaney you know put on your prognostic, prognosticators cap. And what do you see in the future for our explainable interpretable AI?
2: Sure. I'm just running a neural network up here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What do I see in the future? Wow. A lot. I mean, so one, there are number, a number of sort of frameworks and tools that are being produced constantly um, by folks, you know, um, people who are researchers, people who are in like the AI regulation space, all of this that are, uh, creating toolkits to help companies actually start using um, these principles in their day-to-day. So with the number of toolkits coming forward, uh, my main prediction is that everybody's going to be doing this pretty soon. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you're, you're left behind. Uh, So that's, that's one. And then I think the other thing is that as, um, as Alex, you know, pointed out, we are going to start seeing more of this sort of feedback loop or, or opportunities to contest a model, especially when it comes to things that are, really like critical for someone's livelihood. Okay. Um, we're denying you alone because X, Y, Z. Well, I can test that. Or mm. um, you can't have this medicine because we think you're going to abuse it. Well, okay. Mm. Why do you think that? And you know, whatever mm. it might be. So those are the, the two main things I, I think I see coming. I think people are starting to wise up and companies that stay ahead of it
1: are, are the ones who are going to be successful. Alex, no, I I completely agree with with Triveni. Like, if you really want to to make the most out of explainable AI, you you have to understand that you owe it to your customers, and it's a it's a massive opportunity to once again strengthen your relationship with with your customer. There's a big topic right now around AI AI UX, um, and the way you obviously going to design your UX is going to open the door to that feedback loop mechanism, explainability, and and overall just building more trust in the systems that you know are around us um, every every day, and um, and we're just going to see more of that because and 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 the, the the thing that I'm absolutely convinced and and that is kind of like liberating. If you don't do it, it's fine. Innovation is going to do it, and you're going to be disrupted. Mm-hmm. So it's it's okay.
0: Yeah. And then for my prediction, as someone who came out of fin- the financial services space, I think there is a goldmine awaiting the companies that figure this out to actually turn it into a profit center. Uh, I'm old enough to remember FICO scores. Nobody knew FICO. It was, You couldn't get your FICO score. And nobody knew what was going into it. Guess what now? You can basically, here's your FICO score. Here's how it was calculated. Here's how you can make uh, manage it and change it and guess what there's a there's a lot of industry that's made a lot of money uh, doing that. so when it comes to the models it's not just good it's not just good from you know just an explainable perspective an AI perspective can be also good business as well. So with that, we would love to hear your predictions. What are you thinking? So please subscribe to us. Uh, hit us up with comments here on the, the Proof of Concept podcast. I want to thank our first, very first guest, Dr. Treveni Gandhi, for coming on. It's like, haven't seen you in so ever. So hopefully I'll get to back to the U.S. at some point soon. Yeah. Thank
2: you so much for having me both. This was exciting and fun. And the Alex and Grant show is <laughs> pretty good. I like it.
0: and so for myself grant case and alex hubert up in singapore we want to thank you for joining us here on the proof of concept podcast take care thanks uh to you and have a great day